We're starting the bottom of Nun Zayin Amud Bet. So we are one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight lines from the bottom. The Mishnah said that Naflale Ginave Neit Meshlebe Mashenei Neit. Right, we saw on Daf Nun Hey in the at the beginning of the Perik. So we had two ways that the sheep got into somebody else's garden. So the one way was that it fell off a roof. Nafla, legina, right? So it fell into a roof. Fell off, fell off, fell into a roof. Rashi says, migag bala, ba'ones, against the right from the roof of its owner. Hasamuch leginat chaveiro, into somebody else's field. Right? Venehenet, and it got hana'a, meshalemet ma'ashe nehenet. We pay only what the hana'a was. In other words, at the moment we understood that, uh, that the Hana'a was less than the actual damages. That's how I understood it, at least. They did say the guy did damages to the field. He ate up, I don't know, uh, saffron plants, very expensive fl- plants. He ate up 10,000 shekels of the saffron plants. But really, the owner could have fed him the same amount of, 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 uh, of uh, I don't know, of, of one of the cheaper, one of the cheaper uh, types of, uh, of animal fodder when it cost only 1,000 shekels. So he pays a thousand shekels. That's the hana that he got. That's how we understood in the Mishnah, correct? What he understood, like that's how we understood in the Mishnah. At least that's how I explained it, right? So comes along Rav and says over here, we're starting now on Nunzayim Nun with Bet. I'm a Rav, right? And Rashi says over here, I'm a Rav, the very first wide lines of Rashi at the bottom. When do we say that he pays the Hana'ah, the value of the Hana'ah, right? Mm-hmm. Says Rashi. When was it? When he was pushed over. Pushed onto the Tvua. Why? What happened? As he landed from the roof onto the Tvua, he squashed them down into the ground and he destroyed them. Right? And how was he Nehene? Well, how was she, this, this sheep Nehene? Not in eating a thousand shekels worth of food. In the way that Shelolakta Mikarka, it never landed on the floor and smashed up and we had Risuka Varim. This animal will be smashed into smithereens. But a nice soft landing on the uh, in the flower bed of these saffron plants. That's what Rav says. Rav says, that's what we're talking about. So now the Gemara says, what about Akhla? And if it ate, I feel much that Glainam Shlemet. So what do you think? Even if he never ate, and if it ate, it wouldn't pay anything? Seems obviously if it ate, it pays whatever it ate. Right, so that's when do we say only paying limited to the Hana'a when it fell, it was thrown off the window was, and, and landed and because of the saving. We'll see in the Gemara's going to discuss in a moment what that's all about. The Gemara said, Maybe this is pretty consistent with Rav, the Amar Rav. The Gemara quotes of, yeah, now, Gemara, we just saw earlier from Rav, we about 10 days ago. The Amar Rav, Remember what it was, so maybe the Gemara's asking, what, what, in other words, if it, if it ate the food, it wouldn't pay anything? And the Gemara says, maybe. So I said, obviously it pays everything. But the Gemara's question actually a question on Rav. Well, and then if it, if, it, if, it, if it ate the food, if it when you said that it landed, that's when it only pays Hana'a. But if it ate the food, it would be part completely. And then maybe this is like Rav, that Rav says somewhere else. And Rav Memzaim, we saw this Gemara, but the Gemara there. A person came into somebody else's chatzeh without a shoot, remember? Mm-hmm. He brought in flowers without a shoot. And the animal of the Baal HaChatzir ate those flowers. And the animal got sick and died. So the animal, the owner of the Chatzir comes to the owner of the fruits and says, you brought your fruit into my yard. My animal ate your fruits. 
and it's dead, I want you to pay for the cost of my animal. So the owner of the fruit says, well, what was your animal doing eating my fruit? You're right, I shouldn't be there. That's something else. But I might not be able to be there, but who said your animal can eat my fruit? And then Rav said, right, I'm a Rav, and maybe just like Rav said there, the guy's patur. So here he would say that when the guy ate, he'd be patur from the eating. So the says, well, what are you talking about? How do you compare the two? Hey, Modama Rav. When did Rav say he was patur hatam? There, the animal shouldn't have eaten the foods. Because the animal was the one that got caught with damage. The owners of the yard, his animal got damaged. The Matsi Amale married the Piri. The owner of the fruits could have said to the owner of the yard, who owns the animal, I'm not paying you why. Because your animal shouldn't have eaten my fruits. But here, what's going on over here? But yeah, my animal is damaging your fruits. In the case that Rav said, the guy came into somebody else's yard carrying fruits. The guy who owns the yard's animal ate his fruits. And then Rav said his patur. But yeah, the animal destroyed your fruits. It's the animal destroyed the Balachatz's fruits. Not that the Balachatz's animal ate my fruits. My animal ate, he destroyed his fruits. What is patur to pay? How do you compare it? Are you already clear with that? Pretty clear, right? Elas, the Gemara says, you're right. It's not a case of that only when he falls, he pays. And if he ate his patur. Ela lomi bai kamar. It's a case of lomi bai. What does lomi bai mean? It's obvious that if he ate the fruits, he'd have to pay. That's pashut. Don't need a mission to teach us that. A guy brings animal into my yard and he destroys my fruits. He caused damage. He's got to pay. That's a lomi bai. Mm-hmm. What's the chidush? The chidush is lomi bayachla de meshavim ashenet aval nechveta. Now we got a big chidush. Why nech chidush? When the animal was pushed off the off the off the roof into my yard, into my yard, and ate my fruits, and, and, and damaged my crop because he landed on my crop. There's place to say that maybe his patur was he patur shouldn't have to pay because at the end of the day I did him a mitzvah. What was my mitzvah? What was the mitzvah I did? I saved him. If it wasn't for my flower bed, he would have landed on the concrete floor and been shriveled up, shredded into pieces, smashed up. I saved him. So maybe when you save a guy and you're doing a mitzvah, you're not going to get compensation for causing the damage. The Gemara says, This is the same as a guy who chases a lion away from somebody else's egg, a lion coming to eat your flock. And I go there quickly and throw and chase the lion away. I did your mitzvah, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing here, I put my flower bed there. I put it there. It happened to be there. And therefore, I saved your animal. It's like me chasing a lion away. I saved you. Okay. Right? And maybe now you can say that now that he got, you wouldn't make him pay either because I'm only so happy that I could be able to save him. Kamash will I know he has to pay. Everyone with me? Mm-hmm. That's the of Rav. The Gemara says, So the Gemara says, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe Maybe this is a case of Mavriach Ari chasing a lion away. And you shouldn't have to pay. Because there, when, my, when I come and chase the lion away, I don't make you pay me. So to Avia, what did I do? I chased the lion away. I saved your, 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 your sheep. Mm-hmm. The Gemara says, no, no, no. There, the guy who did it, who chased the lion away, he did it with that. He intentionally went to save you. Yeah, hi, love me, Dato. I didn't do this. You forced it upon me that my garden had to save your animal. 
I didn't volunteer to go and save the animal. I volunteer to save the animal. It's my choice. But when you decide to make me save your animal, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pay for your decisions. That's answer one. In, I mean, answer number two is, Maybe even so. Maybe when a guy say, chases your animal, a lion away to save your animal, it's not costing you any money. So a big deal. Say, so doing your mitzvah is not costing you any money. Yeah, it's costing you money. Which I thought maybe this afternoon, the shit this afternoon, to say that this might be cause to say that if when I was saving your animal from a lion, if I had to go and incur cost to do it, maybe you'd have to compensate me for the costs. Maybe you have to call him for the cost. The Gemara is saying. No, it's not Pseda. Because in the, there's two. They give you the Pseda and they give you also the Midah. No, no. I'm saying two answers. According but, to the second answer. The second one I agree with you, but the first one is Midah. Okay, so. but, 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 but the second answer would might, maybe not say anything was Da'at. You could say that's when there's no Pseda. Even Pseda with Da'at, I have mm. grounds to go and claim compensation on you for Pseda. I'm happy to have saved your, your animals for you. But I had to go now and I had to go and rent a guy to come with a gun and I had to pay for the ammunition, pay for his thumb and he had to shoot yeah. that lion, whatever the case is. And you know, pay me. The guy might turn around and say, listen, you know, my sheep that you say were cheaper than what it cost you to say, I'm not paying you. Well, that's something else. But I'll say, well, there might be grounds for that. Okay. Rav Kahana Amar. Right, so now the Gemara is like, Rav Kahana Amar, Shuch Lekabi Memraglea. Now we go, now we're into a different discussion. Now the Gemara, I'll show you. Hechi Nafa. How does the animal fall? You said the animal fell. Right? So uh, when the animal falls, right now the animal, the animal, the animal fall, fall, fall off the, uh, so we said that you only have to pay the, uh, the, uh, the hana'a, not the nezek, correct? So the animal falls off the roof, according to the Arabic statement, when you get thrown off the roof, it doesn't matter, when you fall off the roof, you only have to pay the, han, the hana'a, not the nezek. So why is he patra from the nezek? So the says, hey, chinafan, how did he fall? That we've got to, that we, that we stop it, that we doesn't have to pay the nezek. I didn't pay the hana. Rav Kahana Amar, Rav Kahana says, Shehuchleka bimei mei raglea. Rav Kahana says he slipped in his urine. He made a wee up on the roof there, and then he slipped in the urine, he came tumbling down the tree. Rav Amar, Shedechafata chaverta. Rav says, no, another one of his friends, the animals, pushed him into you. That's why. Shavuot of Josh. So the Gemara says, the one who says that the friend, that the animal, one pushed him into the other, if he says that he's patrol from there, then and certainly if he slipped on his own, there's nobody else involved, he'd be patrol, because it's honest. But the one who says, no, the, the, when he slipped on his urine, that's honest. That's pshia. That's pshia. Maybe that's pshia, right? Maybe. Why? Because the owner of the, of, the, of, the, of the fields could say to the owner of the cows, If you had pushed them through one by one and be more careful about them, they wouldn't have knocked into each other and go flying into my, into, off the wall and into me. Mm-hmm. The fact that you pushed them all off together, they've been flying and they smashed off the roof and they went, uh, and they went into me. That's about Pshia. And for Pshia, you'd be negligent. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be part of the same subject. We only say that he's chayev, only the hana'a and not the nezek, when? That's when the guy fell off the roof. He fell onto an aruga, into a particular flower bed, and he ate the flower bed, what he ate in the flower bed. 
But if he went from one flower bed to another flower bed after he fell off the roof, then Mishlebe Masha Hezika. Then he'd have to pay even the damages. Look at Rashi, a very important Rashi over here. Right? Listen to this Rashi because you're going to ask me the second sound question. You're not going to remember the Rashi. Okay? Rashi is like this. Ella, when do we say that he's patur? Where he fell. Why? Since he's anus in the falling, there was anus in the falling, therefore he's anus in eating as well. So if he fell off the roof into this particular bed, so we say the animal like woke up, like what's going on over here, like all shocked from the fall and start eating around him because of nerves that the case is. That's all the anus. So as long as he's anus, he's patur. Right? Look what he says here. As long as Mashezika. In other words, but, but once he leaves, right? Aval, look at Rashi. In other words, it's like a new cause. It's a new event. It's a new circumstances. The moment he got up and moved on to Arugan number two, to flower bed number two, that's no longer the, the shell shock from the first fall. The anus is over now. And now it's just simply Shen Bistei Chavero. And we know that Shen Bistei Chavero, tooth in his friend's yard, is high of what? Nezek Shalem. Because the animal is always Muad, remember? For Shen and for Regal. Mm-hmm. So when do we say you only have to pay the Hana'a, which is the limited amount, when it was in the same, in the original Aruga, because it's all honest. Right? That's what Rav Kahana says. Rabbi Yochanan says, no. Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, even going from trough, trough to trough, from flower bed to flower bed, the whole day. Rashi adds in the word, until they take him out, and they let him back in. So while he's in there, the whole day going wild, he's patu. When they take him out, the owners, and then if they bring him back in again, it's a new event. Rav but Papa, it's got something to do with why he fell off in the first place, or with the liability of the person who should have secured the roof. I mean, so we gave that was already the previous Gemara. The Gemara we already said over here. We said, "Hechi Nafa." Rav Kahana said that he slipped on his urine. Rav said that somebody else pushed him, and then we started trying to understand now who would Rav Kahana would agree that if he slipped on his urine, even if he was pushed, so other way around, if he slipped on the urine, only if he slipped on the urine. But if you somebody pushed him, that would be called Pesh Pshia, and he wouldn't be Patur. Where, uh, where Rava said, even if somebody pushed him, then he'd be Patur. And how much more so he slipped on his urine. So we've established the cases from when we're saying that he's Patur. Either somebody pushed him, according to Rava, or according to Rav Kahana, if he, if he slipped on his urine. And those are the sorts of the types of circumstances. We've already established that. The question is now, once he's been pushed off, how long has he got to be Patur? So Rav Kahana says... As long as he's still in that same flower bed. Once he moves on to a new one, that's already Rabbi Yochanan says, no, the whole day until he leaves. And, and he comes back in again a second time. Rav Papa argues with Rabbi Yochanan. I'm Rav Papa. Rav Papa argues with Rabbi Yochanan. He says, Rabbi Papa says, no. Rabbi Yochanan says, yes, they take him out. And then if the owners let him back in again a second time, Rabbi Yochanan says, don't even have to let him in a second time. They didn't secure him enough. And he came by himself a second time. They're already chayev. My time, what's the reason? Because the owners will say to the owner of the animal, 
came under Yalfa, right? Since he now he's tasted the good life, he knows what's going on here. He's trained. He's going to come back whenever he can get out. Look at Rashi. Rashi adds an amazing thing over here. Rashi says, the regular shmiri is no longer good enough. Once your animal is coming to my yard as a muad, he's a muad, and he eats in my yard, and he's tasted my vegetables, he knows there's good vegetables there now, keeping him in your yard behind a regular wall is not considered any more shmira. Because we know the animal's got a bit of a tooth now, he likes my food, he's going to break out as much as he can. You've got to do extra careful shmira. And if you didn't, you're going to be chayev. So okay. Rav Papa says that, Rav, 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 Rav Kahana says that's only limited to one aruga. Yochanan says, no, the whole day until Adonai went out, he went, they took him out and they let him back in. Rav Papa says, if they didn't let him back in, just took him out. He, they're going to be chai if he comes back in, because they should have known he's going to come back in and they didn't take enough precautions. What, Chagla? I, I, I wasn't actually, I was, what I was referring to is why was the roof not secured? Well, the roof should have had a gadir. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The roof of Adagadir. And if a person was on that roof and it fallen off, then the owner of the roof would be Chayev because he's got a he's got a Chiyu to put a Ma'ke there. But he, he animals, uh, maybe it was. Maybe it slipped off and broke the Ma'ke on the way down. Maybe there was a Ma'ke, but it wasn't strong enough. And the animals, a big ox, slid, slipped on a, on, on an icy roof and went smashing into the parapet around the roof and knocked it out and came tumbling down. Who, who, who puts an ox on a roof? <laughs> <laughs> who puts an ox on a roof? A stupid ox. Puts an ox on a roof. No, firstly, we're talking about sheep. Firstly, this means discussing sheep. I said an ox. I said an ox. Just for dramatics. But we're talking about sheep, right? Okay. So now, okay, buy your avion. Give us a question of you. The Mishnah said, Yarda Kedarka Vizika Shemash Vizika. So when do we say that you patur for the Nezik and you're only chayiv in the Hana'a when it fell off the roof? Or like Rav says, Rav says it was pushed off the roof. If animals just could, in a normal course of events, climb into your garden, right? So then it's like any case of Shen Bezdeacher, it's Chayev. So the Gemara says, Abayi Rabbi Yirmiya, Yarda Kedarka Vehezika Bami Bamei Leida Mahu. What happens now if the animal came down and it didn't cause damage with its teeth, it didn't eat, that's not the damage. Right, it's called with Bamei Leida, what's it, amniotic fluid, what's it, am, is that what it's called? What's when the amniotic woman's waters break, what's it called? Amniotic fluid, right? So the same thing over here, animal has it as well. Animal was, a, was pregnant and walking to your field, standing on your saffron plants there, and all of a sudden, poop, the waters burst, and your saffron is all ruined now by this amniotic fluid. Bearing you on the, assuming that amniotic fluid will ruin the flutes. Like, oh, no, that's, that's the male later. That's a good question. So now it's not shen anymore. It's not shen. It's regular. And it's not even regular, maybe. I think it's regular, or you want to say it's regular. Regular is mimela. So maybe, but uh, uh, animals are not just pregnant walking around. And, uh, maybe, maybe regular. Good point. So they go much like this. So that's his oh, question. Didn't we say regal is the normal walking? Yeah, that's normal, what I said. That's what I just said. Regal is kedar karachas I'm saying is animal, pregnant animals, bro, waters breaking, considered normal. I don't think so. Certainly not. But maybe taking a, a dump in the field would okay, be. Maybe taking a dump would be. But we're talking about our particular question here is the... Is the uh, dump can be considered good because... That, 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 giving birth in your field. That's what's it. Yeah, okay. But I'm saying the waters are causing the damage though. We don't care yeah. about the giving birth. We care about the damage from the waters. If he gave birth in your field and nothing got damaged, what do we care? It's that he caused damage by giving birth. Yeah, 
You can't have waters uh, coming, amniotic fluid coming out without giving birth. Why? Sometimes it comes out a few minutes before the birth. Well, that's exactly how giving birth happens. No, I'm saying that, but I'm saying that might have got that out of here in time before it gave birth. But the point I'm making is, is that it's not... It's a mute decision. It's a mute... No, my point I'm I'm saying is we don't care that he gave birth in my garden. Right? What we care is that in the process there was damage caused. Now, I agree with Selwyn. It could have been the damage could have been caused not by the water. It could have been caused by the fetus dropping into my plant and ruining my plant. Would have been the same thing, right? So, so, same thing. So, so that's the one question. Mark. So, we've got a little bit of mind. I'm at Chilatuba Pshia, but so far, one is Chayev. So, we've got a machloket, which we see this machloket before. We've seen a couple of times. We saw it the other day, and I've cut out of the Misrach tells me over here. There's a machloket. If something starts off Pshia, you were negligent in allowing something to begin. And then the end of the process was honest. So, machloket, do we treat it as Pshia or do we treat it as honest? Do we go up to the beginning and say, Chilatuba Pshia? So for be honest, you chayev because it's all considered pshia because it was pshia. Or do we say no? It's honest. Yeah, That's the question. Understand why if he's responsible and the thing fell off his roof and he should have. Club, we're not discussing falling off the roof and we moved on. This is the next case in the Mishnah. This is where we look at the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, right, this is over here a case of yarda kedarka vehizika. Now it didn't fall off. Now just ca- casually walk down the road into your garden. And now it's just like any other sheep in your field, which is Bizda Acher. And if it would eat up your field, it would be Chayev Nezek Shalem. And if it trampled over your field, it would be Chayev Nezek Shalem. The question now is it didn't trample and it didn't eat. It burst its waters. And now the question is what? Okay, so if we said at the beginning, that's not a problem, it be Chayev. What's our question? Our question is, I even mind Amar, according to that side of the he says, no, normally when it's Pshia and then honest, you patur. My, now the case over here is what? Do we say that's the case over here? Originally it was Pshia. I shouldn't have let my goat come walking down into your garden. Right? Or Dilma, no. It's all Pshia. Right, the cabin, the kachazi, the kravele, the melad, ibayele, linture, vulastemure. Since I know that my cow or my sheep or my goat is about to give birth any day now, because a reasonable farmer, right, knows how pregnant his cows are or his sheep or goats are, therefore they know that they, what the gestation period is and when they're going to give birth. And you should have known that any day now is going to give birth. I must be more careful not getting you go into somebody else's field because there's a chance you're going to have all your waters breaking all over somebody else's field. And then the Tchilato is Pshia, and the Sof is also Pshia. Clear question, clear, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the Gemara's question. So the Gemara answer is Taiku. Right? Taiku Ba'anti. Right? Taiku Ba'anti. So that's why the Gemara says Taiku. Yeah, but right? that's what's unclear is the Gemara's answer. Oh, you think it's clear? I think it's clear. Your, guy gave the, your sheep caused damage to your, your neighbor's thing. Pay. Pay up. Doesn't really matter how. Okay, but 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 we know that you only chayv for shen v'regel. So is it shen or regel here? No shen, no regel. I would have thought regel, but um, uh, obviously I'm wrong. No, no, I mean, I mean you are wrong because the whenever it says take, we go to chumrah, so it would be chayv. So at the end of the day, you're right. But the Gemara doesn't give an answer there. Halachically, you're right. Halachically, there's no enough to do your decision and the conclusion of the Gemara. But it comes as a taiku. We're not sure. When Yahweh Navi comes one day, now there's some, there's, there's some people say that a taiku stands for 
תשבי יתרץ קושיות ובעיות. אליהו הנביא, אליהו התשבי, יתרץ ולאנסר קושיות ובעיות. Difficulties and questions. So maybe that's what take you might mean. That's what some people say they take you mean, right? So you are okay. Can I say some sort of mickle? Because the animal could have easily trampled on the product. I'll try and find it. I know what, okay. you, I know what you're referring to. I also don't remember exactly. I know what you're referring to. It was last week. Tip of my brain. We had a miggle there where we tried to prove it. There, there wasn't there the miggle. We tried to prove that it wasn't what we wanted to say because if it was what we would have said, we would have had a miggle to say something else. It was, I think it was Rabbi Yochan that's coming back to me. Okay, I'll also try. You try to find it. I'll also try to find it after. Okay, we'll discuss it tomorrow. Okay. So let's go. So, Kate said, Mishra, 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 So now we've established, right, that, um, that the owners of the animal, right, he's got to pay damages, right? And now we're talking here case in the case of full damages, right? Mm-hmm. Full damages, not the, the hana'a. We're talking about the actual nezek. If it was, like in the case, for example, here we said pshia, whatever. So case of Mishnah Mashiach, how do we calculate? So the Mishnah really saw that we said one shishim, right? One chilkei shishim. We gross it up. We don't look at it in isolation. We look at it as part of a bigger picture. Okay, so the Gemara says, Amar, Kesem, Mishnah, Mashi, Zika, Minad. So the Gemara starts off firstly to ask, right, where do you know you're going to pay these damages? So Minad, immediately, Amar, Batid, Amar, Kral, Pasit, Ubi, Erbis, De, Acher. The fact that it says, Ubi, Erbis, De, Acher. Melamed, Sheshamin, Algav, Sadeh, Acher. Okay, it's actually not exactly the Mekor where we pay it, but the Mekor of how we got to the one in the 60, how we gross up. So the, 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 the Gemara says, because the Pasuk says, in another field means that we, we, we value it in the, in, in, in the context in the, of another field. So the question is, what are you talking about? How be We buy that. We need that pasuk for something else. Tell us that when an animal uh, eats or tramples in Shurabim, it's patur. Because it says, it to be in the sadeh of somebody else. There has to be an owner for the sadeh. So what do you mean here means that? We use that. The one says, no. We have just said chavero. Why did it say b'steacher? Tell me, to teach me two things. The one says, the other answer is, what does it mean b'steacher? It's all for that reason, only for that, nothing to do with the shut acher. And where do we learn about Rishna Rabin from? The one says, the one says like this, Mm-hmm. So he says, if it was only to teach me about the payment, the Ubi Air Bistachir would have come after when it said, And then we could never have learned Bistachir meaning about excluded from Sharabim because we'd be limited to the context of payment. Rabbi Bistachir. So Lamali So we see actually two things. So we see that from this passage we have to we can learn both that we value it in the context of a whole field, 
Because it's Bista Akher. And you only chayev in a Bista Akher in somebody else's field, because the way it's written. Okay? Everybody clear with me? Happy? Mm-hmm. Right. So it was like, okay, Tachlis, Hechi Shamin, how do we do this? So the Gurami three opinions, Rabbi Yossi Barachan, let's go one by one and then we'll explain them after. Rabbi Yossi Barachanina, Se'ah Beshishim Sa'in. He says, Se'ah in one of 60 Sa'in. Now we know that a Beit Sa'atayim, right? The Mishkan, it was Beit Sa'atayim. That's 100 by 100 Amas. So a Beit Se'ah is 50 by 50 Amas squared. That's about a quarter dunam, by the way, I worked it out. It's about, uh, it's, uh, an Amah is about half, is about, a, is, uh, an Amah is just under a meter. Right? So it's 50 by 50 is, I don't know where it's not. 50 by 50 is 250, right? Yeah, 250 square meters is about, it's about a quarter duna. It's about a quarter duna. That's what the area is. That's that area over there. Rabbi Yanai says, Tarkav b'shishim tarkavim. A tarkav, remember, is three kav. Three kav is half a seya. Okay? Three kav is half a seya. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he says it's, it's, it's half that area. Chizki Amar, Kelach B'Shishim Klachim. You could write something Kelach. Mashiachla, Shishim Shukwa, if you ate a grain or a stalk or whatever, you multiply that by 60. In other words, the bottom line, whatever you look at, if it's a Seya or a half a Seya or a, or, or, or a Kelach, we always look whatever it was that he ate in the cause of a much bigger area. Why do we want it in a much bigger area? I suppose over here, because we don't want, on the one hand, be too lenient on the Mazik, and then we don't want to be too hard on the Mazik. Now, if we value too small an area, then small volumes are bought by poor people. It's a question of retail versus wholesale. When you're buying little quantities, you're always going to pay more, right? Per quantity. If you buy something above 500 grams, you're going to pay more for kilo for a kilo if you buy it in a ton. That's obvious, right? Every 500 grams, when you're buying it in, 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 uh, in packets of 500, we much more expensive than 500 grams and something you bought in a ton. That's how supermarkets make their money or that's how wholesalers, retailers make their money. So we don't want to value it as just the item itself because then it becomes very expensive because then people can afford it and they're prepared to pay more. On the other hand, we make it too big so then it becomes too cheap, right? We've got to find a medium which gives us a measure which is a fair measure of damage based on what the owner and the mazik are going to incur and be compensated for. Everybody with me? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So it was a kasha over here. Metive, a kasha on all three of them. On both, on all three opinions over here. On Rabbi Yossi Barachanina, on Rabbi Yanai, and on Chizkia. Achla kav or kabai, a person at a kav or kabai, right? So a kav is like an amount of 24 eggs. Like two dozen eggs. That's the measure of a kav. Imagine two dozen eggs. I don't know, two dozen eggs. Probably it's about three or four eggs to a to a cup, right? So it's six cups of uh, of eggs, if you can picture that. Right? That's I think about four, maybe five cups of eggs, right? Four, five, six cups of eggs worth of food. So we don't say pay the money. Look at Rashi. If you go and buy a cup, we're looking as if it's the guy ate the value of like a small uh, flower bed. And we value how much it is. So the Gemara says, My love, if the atzma on its own. Right? And then if it's on its own, look at Rashi, my love, atzma, over kashi lakulu. And as we don't, we don't go and start grossing it up. This is a kashi, all three, all, all three of them. The Gemara says, No. Lo beshishim, beshishim. Okay. So it's not a kashi. 
The word is a bride. So we don't shamin a cub on its own. Why? Rashi's over here. My love if now it's more. No, hold on. Ain't shamin kabim kashim im achla kab. Ain't shamin b'shishim kabim. Vrat, why not? Look at Rashi. Okay, wait a second. Lo beit kul. Vnei shepogbo. My kabim is amra pabachim. Ain't shamin kab b'shishim kabim. You don't value one cub of sixty kabim. Look at me, There's nobody's going to come and buy, there's no market price, like a retail price for 60 kav. Why? Because it's too expensive for Anim to buy. And not enough for like a guy who's a trader, it's not he's going to buy, there's too little for him to buy. The Ashir. Right, and more so a rich guy, a big business, not going to buy such small amounts. In other words, that's not a place you'll get a fair market value. It's too expensive for an Ani, can't afford it. And it's not worth it for the, for the wholesalers to deal with it. Velo kur b'shishim kuri. And not a kuri the b'shishim kuri. Rashi says, yeah, achla kur tvua. Enter the time b'shishim kuri. Why? Neshe poge mazik. Because it's too much for the mazik. Why? He says, lefisha adam ha meshupa benechasim. God is very, very rich. V'taav not karkegator. He wants to buy big tracts of land. Kone otah keshu moza baharbe yote midamav. A guy who happened to pay much more than what it's really worth to buy whole big tracts of land. A guy who wants to own land, he's to pay more to get the land. If he owns all the land around, he'll pay much more. So it's going to put a higher value on now. It's going to stock the mazik. Uh-huh. It's going to suddenly become too expensive, the damage that you made in it, right? So that's, the, that's, that's what the brighter says of that. Read the cash on that brighter. Matlab huna barma noach. Hai v'lo beit kur v'lo kurim bait. Shouldn't actually say beit kur, it should say kur. Okay, so the guy accepts that. So now what have we established? We established over here that when you do your, 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 your valuation, you always value it in a reasonable number. doesn't make it too small to become very expensive in a, in a, in a, in a, like a very retail market. And not too big. It only can be that the, 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 the shocks of the industry can, can, can participate and push the price up as well. You find a, a medium sort of area where it's grossed up wholesale prices to try and give a fair value to the mazik and to the nizak. So that's how we've learned. The Gorobin is a kasha over here. the cuts kasha If some guy came and chopped down a decal tree, that's the kasha decal tree of his friend. Can obviously his friend because the friend like you know, your enemies are chopping down your plants, but we're not another Jew, okay? Atle kamresh kaluta, they rather resh kaluta for psakdin. What does resh kaluta say to him? Amalei says ladidi chazid. I actually saw those trees. Says resh kaluta. Vetklata ti alta bekina habu kaime, and there were three dekalim there together. It was a little art orchard of three beautiful palm trees that gave wonderful dates on a regular basis. Right, Vahavu Shavu, and these date trees together, all three palm trees together, were, were worth Meir Zuzay, worth a hundred Zuz. So, therefore, what's the Psak Din of Resh Kaluta? Zil Havlei, Tlatin, Vetilta, sorry, Tlatin, Vetlata, Vetilta. God gave him 33 and a third Zuz. So, what is Resh Kaluta doing? In nothing like we learned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, you don't take the one tree and see how much it is. You take one in 60. So what should Rosh Kiluta have done? Should have said, let's see how much an orchard of 60 palm trees are. And now one out of 60, what was the damage? Not one out of three. If a guy owns an orchard of 60 palm trees and you damage one, I imagine 
that one out of 60 would be worth a lot less than one out of three. Because if all the guys got his three palm trees, then they can't really get to that. They're very expensive. One out of 60. So he says to the guy, pay a third. So now Amar, this guy who chopped the tree down, says, Why is he passing like the Persians, like the Parsaim? I want a Jewish judge. I want someone to charge me according to halacha. Right? Not, uh, not uh, like the Parsi. So after the coming to Rav Nach, but he comes to Rav Nach for din, he's got a taina against Rav Kaluta. Mm-hmm. On the subject of taina, did I tell you the story that I read in Kitrash Torah about uh, somebody told the story that was one of the Rosh Hashiva guys, Glinsking, I think. He was one of the guys from Mir Yeshiva. Did I tell you the story? I don't repeat myself. On the Mir Yeshiva, yeah. that he was, he, he, when they, you know, the Mir Yeshiva ran away to, to, through Siberia, they went to, to Japan, oh. from Japan to Shanghai. They went to Shanghai. So he tells the story. He says, when he was in Siberia, he met two Gvirim from Ponovas. Listen to this, Danny. From Ponovas. My family, my father's family from Ponovas. His father's born in Ponovas. Two, two Gvirim from Ponovas. And they were poor. They, the Russians had put him into Galut, sent him to Siberia. They'd lost all their money, all their wealth, everything. And they bump into this Gritsky to get talking. They said, I want you to know we've got a massive taina against the Ponovizhorov. And we'll never forgive him for it. So the guy was like totally these, shocked. These two Ponovizhorov who are now poor whites in Siberia, refugees in Siberia, mm-hmm. say to this guy, we've got a massive taina against the Ponovizhorov, which we'll never forgive him for. He's like, what, what did the Ponovizhorov do to you? He says, because when we were Gvirim in Ponovas, he never forced us to give more tzedakah. He says, because if he had forced us to give more tzedakah, he says, look at us now. He says, we've got nothing. But at least if we had given more tzedakah, we'd have had the schut of the tzedakah that we gave. And he didn't force us to give more tzedakah. So we haven't got the schut either, so it's his fault. Okay, that's an unbelievable story there. It's a beautiful story for a fundraiser, by the way. I'm surprised they never about Tanzi That would have been a perfect story for him. But it's a, it's a true story. It's a true story. Okay. So anyhow, this guy's got a massive taina against, against uh, Rav Gresh uh, Kaluta. So he comes to Rav Nachman and he says to him, uh, Rav Nachman says to him, you're right, he shouldn't have told you to pay a third of the tree, he should have valued it in 60. So now buy a... He says, so, so I'm a Rav, so Rav doesn't agree with Rav Nachman. Rav says to Abaya, I mean, he says to Rav Nachman, Im Amru Mamono, Gufo, why are you saying that? That's not true, Rav Nachman. When do we say that you, that you, only, that you judge the guy in the 60th when his animal caused the damage? When his mammon caused the damage? So we want to be fair to him as fair as we can. Well, so listen, don't stalk him, don't make him pay too much, and then don't make him pay too little. But Pagufo, when he himself did it by himself, this guy worked his own hands and chopped down the tree. Hit him with the whole book. What do you mean only the 60th? Of course, Rav Nachman's right. He must pay a third of the damages. That's what Rav says. So I'm going to Abayah. Abayah comes and, and has a go. Rav now, on Rav, arguing with Rav Nachman. In other words, Abayah now comes and wants to defend Rav Nachman that even when it's himself, it should be a 60th. And he says like this, he says to Rava, he says, Beniska Gufa, my daughter, what you, why do you think that Beniska Gufa is different, Rava? Do you think it's different to take this in the Brighton? It says, Amafkir, Karmoshe, Chavai, Rashi, Zaviyah, Amafkir. He says, Shechet Vekila, God destroys a vineyard of his friend. 
If it was a vanilla smadar, little grapes, like hardy arap and grape, in a tall, makama, ayataya, fe, kolim, nachem, kama, yafe, lachamikin, vidu beshishim, okhtanik, you won't tell me there, because chachamim say over there, that we just say how much was it before he destroyed it, what's it after destroyed it, we don't actually say and mention shishim, he destroyed it with his own hands. Atugabe, they took animals, saying the brighter carries on, and said, Atugabe, hem tonami, milotani, the middle in the brighter, ki hai gavna, de tanya, kitma, Netia, if a guy chopped down uh, some sort of like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what are netiot, like uh, little, little uh, uh, saplings. Because the Gozer Exeru to the guys that enforce the fines. What fine do they charge you? Netia, but she was one year old, she takes about two kesef. But she was two years old, Arba kesef. This is Chaziz, this is Shacha. This is the, I was looking earlier on when I said, if you fed the animals not separate, if you fed them like, like animal fodder, that Shacha, like the cheapest animal fodder, we look at what's left over and see what the damage it caused. How much it was and what it is now. All of us are in the actual damage. It's another case, another brighter. If an animal came in and ate a smadar, a little grapes, unread grapes. They look at them and say, oh, these are grapes that are about to be, about to be harvested. Right? branches. So maybe a biased job is that a mistake, Rava? You think because these brightest don't mention Shishim? We're getting confused now, saying maybe it's only in a certain circumstance when the animal does it, but not when you do it. He said, no, it's always shishim. He said, how can you explain these brighters? All these brighters are talking about shishim. Hachinam the shishim. So do you have the shishim? Whereas Abai says, there's no difference, Rava. Makes no difference if it's the animal that causes the damage or if he causes the damage. We assess the damages in an objective, fair manner. We don't try and stock the mazik. We don't try and, and unrich, unrightfully enrich the, the, the nizak. We find a, an even measure, it's always shishim, just like get shishim, yes, shishim, either brightest don't mention it, you've got to understand that it means shishim.